Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of WrestleZone.com. I'm joined by Quinn McKay, Ring of Honor wrestler, host, personality, all the above. And she'll be competing in the Ring of Honor Women's uh, World Championship Tournament with her match uh, this weekend on Ring of Honor Wrestling. Quinn, how are you doing today? I'm excellent. Very, very excited. Uh, my dog is also excited. You might hear him just tearing up the rug behind us. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So Quinn, as uh, the announcement on ringofonderwrestling.com says, Quinn is in. Quinn is in the tournament. It came down to a fan vote, but an astounding 95% of Ring of Honor fans voted during the tournament. So I guess I'll start there. How does that feel with such a you know overwhelming majority of fans really uh, rallying around you? That's incredible because when Maria told me that she was going to leave it up to a fan vote, I was like, oh man, Reddit's going to get a hold of this or something. And there's no way that I'm going to get into the tournament just out of like sheer spite. Um, so yeah, it was really incredible to have the fans rally around me like they did and say that they really, really wanted me in the tournament because I mean, obviously without them, I it wouldn't be in it at all. But yeah, there was obviously that fear that I was just not going to be able to get in at all. So thank you so much for everybody that voted. I know for me, when the, I saw the announcement that it would be a fan vote, I couldn't help but think of um, Jason Todd, uh, the classic story in the Batman comics where the fans had to vote whether he lived or died. Thankfully, you fared much better than Jason Todd because uh, back in the day, the fans voted for him to die. So yes, the fan votes don't always work out very well, but of course, thankfully, it worked out in your favor. Now, if there is some actually a lot of irony in the fact that you won the fan vote and kind of as a, a maybe I guess it depends to look at it a reward or um or maybe not so much but your opponent in the first round will be none other than Manda Leone who uh, I would say kind of cost well actually directly cost you uh your your chance to get in the tournament twice previously so how does it feel to I guess either have a chance at revenge or to I mean, there's got to be some layer of risk in that this is the person that's kind of kept you out of it twice, and now they, she could very well, you know, end your journey in the tournament before it even begins. Right. Well, first and foremost, Mandy is a big cheating cheater, so let's just get that out of the way. She, like, blatantly hit me in the head with brass knuckles, and I had a headache for a week. So that was super fun. But the one thing that I know about cheaters is that cheaters never win. And they say that to you from the time that you're knee-high with grasshopper because it's true. Um, and I'm going to be on the lookout this time. Angelina is banned from ringside. So one, I know that if there's outside interference, Mandy is going to have to have been smart enough to think about it and coordinate it for herself. And if I know anything about Mandy, she's not capable of doing things like that without help. So I think going into this that I'm safe. I mean, she's a more experienced wrestler than me. She's been doing this a lot longer than me, but before Angelina went and twisted her brain, she was a, I don't know, you could even go far so far as to say a good person. So half Lauren, my dog, he disagrees. He thinks she's always been a bad person. Um, but yeah, I don't think that she can get any of those hijinks over without Angelina by her side. And considering that Angelina's banned from ringside and vice versa during Angelina's matches, I think that you're going to see a cleaner style coming from both of them, to put it politely. Is it fair to say with that uh, stipulation kind of leveling the playing field, you feel pretty confident going into this match because, I mean, you're in your match with uh, Angelina Love and then your match with your first match with uh, Mandalorian, you know, 
I would say you were pretty much on the cusp of victory. And, and in both cases, the outside interference really um, was, was your undo, unfortunate undoing. But now that, you know, the, the at least again, in theory, the outside yeah. interference has been neutralized. Would you say that you, I mean, are, are approaching this with some uh, additional confidence or, or optimism maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because Mandy tapped in our match before Angelina distracted the ref and before Angelina handed her brass knuckles, Mandy tapped out once I locked on the body scissors and officially got on the tangerine dream. Okay. So I should have won that match. I respect Joe Mandak, the referee's decision because he's an incredible referee and he didn't see what happened, but I'm glad that Maria did. And without Mandy, I think that I would have defeated Angelina too. That one, granted, was more my own inexperience than anything else. But the second time around, I had her. She tapped. She was done. So without Angelina there, there's no doubt in my mind that I can finally close this chapter with Mandy. You bring up the that inexperience, and that was definitely the big takeaway of the match with uh, Angelina Love, where you did how you had the match won, and then maybe you know your emotions got the best of you, and then you just said you know the second time around, the second match, you kind of were able to to showcase that you you, you learned from that, you grew, and you came even closer to victory, and now. Where do you see kind of, again, beyond, maybe beyond that, uh, the outside interference aspect of maybe what are your thoughts kind of uh, heading into this one, kind of the, the trajectory here of, of how we've gone from Angelina Love and you, again, your emotions kind of got in the way there. Now, uh, the second time around with um, Mandy Leon, you know, the outside interference, but where, you know, where, what's kind of the trajectory that you see maybe for this one where like, what are you taking kind of as a, as a maybe the biggest lessons heading of this third match here? You touched on something really important there that my emotions when it comes to the allure are very heightened and become very intense. And previous to being in the actual ring with them, I had only been in backstage segments where I have zero power and control. I'm there to work and I'm not there to wrestle. So they have been poking and prodding at me for the last two and a half years. Like, I think a lot of people think, and a lot of people have written, and a lot of people have stated that this feud started at the 19th anniversary, and that's simply not true. Facts are facts, and these girls have been needling me for two and a half years. So when I finally got into the ring with one of them, and then both of them, I didn't expect that rush of adrenaline would cloud my judgment and decision-making skills so much, because I hadn't been put in that scenario. But every time that I have come into a match with them, it has been a fight. Less of a wrestling match and more just, I guess, trying to display who is actually more dominant and what I'm capable of. And it's been all about proving that, like, I can hang with the allure. And I know that I can now because I know that I could have beaten Angelina Love. I know that I did technically beat Mandy. And then I'll beat her again, especially whenever they aren't at ringside with each other. My concern is that going forward, my only experience with the allure is this heightened emotion, but my only experience in the ring is with the allure. I'm concerned that if I win this match against Mandy and I move on, that means that I'll have a match with Roxy, who is a decade younger than me. She's 19 years old. And she has twice the wrestling experience that I do. And I have no animosity towards her whatsoever. So that's going to be all wrestling and strategy based. And I do have this slight concern in the back of my mind 
that when it comes to wrestling someone that I don't have this toward past with, that I won't be able to dig as deep and find that thing that I need. I don't know if I'm a better wrestler than Roxy is. I don't, honestly, because this isn't a fight. It would be a wrestling match. So how, how do you combat that? I mean, let's say, let's be optimistic and hopeful and say that, you know, with the outside interference neutralized, you'll be able to pull out the win this time. And yes, look in the bracket now, that would mean that you will go on to face uh, Roxy. And as you said, uh, despite that age difference, she has uh, a lot more experience where she has been able to really hone her craft in that sense. Whereas you uh, ironically are, I guess, the Maybe if not the underdog, at least the, the experience gap there, you know, how to, and then you just mentioned, you know, that, that difference in uh, emotion and, you know, uh, I guess the, the heated, you know, motivation for that want for revenge or that, that desire to prove yourself in that, in that personal sense, how do you potentially combat that beyond, you know, acknowledging the concern, which I think, I think it's important to do heading into it, but like, what, what are your thoughts about, you know, how you might uh, overcome that? Lots and lots and lots of tape study, which is basically, all that I've been doing the last week, week and a half, two weeks, just watching matches and matches and matches, knowing the movesets that people have, knowing their tendencies, knowing their habits, and hopefully going in with a game plan. But this will be my first time doing it that way, I guess, because I already know everything that the award does. I've seen them do it for years. So anyone else that I face in the tournament while I may be sort of familiar with them on a personal level, I'm not necessarily familiar with them on a professional one. And they're completely different worlds. They're completely different things. So yeah, I think it's just going to come down to a lot of time in the ring, a lot of time doing tape study. I'm just going to be eating, breathing, and sleeping other people's wrestling styles for the next two months. <laughs> And it sounds like a good strategy. And again, not to look too far ahead, but I can't help but look at the bracket and say that, you know, if you uh, do be mandated on this weekend, and then if you overcome your match and uh, emerge successful within any match with Roxy, you know, on the, on the other uh, other half of the bracket on, on your side of it, um, Angelina Love does have a first round bye. And then if you're able to get through those first two matches, it is very, very possible that uh, a rematch with Angelina Love could be in the future. So what would your thoughts be about that and whether that might be kind of the, in some ways, maybe a at least from what we've seen so far, the culmination of this, as you mentioned, lengthy and really heated personal rivalry with Love and the allure, the allure itself. I know that I should tell you that I have this plan for defeating Angelina Love if I do beat Mandy, but I have been so fixated and concerned with actually putting Mandy's shoulders to the ground that I have not thought that far ahead I honestly haven't whenever Angelina and I meet again I I think it's safe to say that it will be cataclysmic <laughs> um scary um and hopefully catastrophic but like for her not for me I really do think that if Mandy hadn't gotten inside my head the first time that I would have won and so I just have to believe that going forward, I can tap into that again and make her tap out. Fair enough. Now we've been, I've been trying to be optimistic and hopeful, but regardless of the tournament outcomes here, you know, let's say that you know, the bracket doesn't necessarily unfold the way we, we might hope. Uh, and you don't necessarily get that match with Angelina Love uh, in, in the tournament. Would you potentially 
want to or, or kind of look forward to facing Angelina Love again in a, in a rematch, maybe outside of the, the, the context of the tournament, you know, maybe when uh, some of that, the stakes there of the tournament may not be attached. And then, then, then it's then it's really 100% a fight about, uh, you know, as you just mentioned earlier, about really just, you know, all about that, that rivalry there. Yeah, absolutely. Even if, if Mandy beats me, that business is obviously not done. If I beat Mandy, then as far as I'm concerned, the allure is lackey, Angelina Love's second in command, me and her, we're through. But the business with Angelina and I, because of the way that she won her match, no matter what happens with Mandy, is not finished. And it won't be until I decide it is. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. So we've been talking all about the allure, and then you mentioned Roxy. Looking at the bracket, I mean, there's such a great mix of of women's wrestling talent here: former champions, veterans, young stars. Yourself, you know, someone that's gone from you know on-screen host and broadcaster and returned back to this, uh, you know, the journey of being a wrestler. Uh, So kind of looking around your potential competition, are there any names that seem to really stand out uh, beyond Roxy, who you very well could have a match with, beyond Mindy Leone and Angela? love anyone else that you might be looking forward to facing if not even if not in the tournament then just kind of in general now that we're seeing the the resurgence of women's wrestling in ring of honor i think that somebody that is a dark horse in this tournament that not enough people are talking about is willow nightingale i think that she's incredible she's very strong she's very technically sound and i also just love to look at her she's like the entire package and i think that if there's somebody to look out for in this tournament and somebody that I really, really hope to face one day just so that I can say that like, hey, I went toe to toe with Willow. It's Willow Nightingale. She's absolutely incredible. Um, Somebody else in the tournament that I think people really, really need to be paying attention to. Hmm. Let's see. Miranda Alizé. She just is a firecracker that one. She's a little bit hard to predict. She can be a little bit chaotic sometimes while still being like incredibly like smooth. And I don't know, she has this flow that's almost hard to match. So I think Miranda Alizé is another one that you really, really need to look out for. Yeah, and she, uh, she definitely had an impressive performance this past weekend on the, on the wrestling. So she'll, you know, she'll be moving on in, in the tournament. So definitely someone to look out for. Now we're talking about the lawyer. We're talking about Roxy. And, and she has that, ironically, that experience advantage despite the age gap there. Uh, but even just maybe in a more general sense, of course, you did face Angelina Love, a former uh, women's champion. But again, looking around the bracket here, there's uh, uh, Allison Kay and any number of other former champions. Simu Sky, another one uh, that would, would, have been, would have been in the tournament. Tournament. Oh, actually, no, I don't think she is in the tournament. Um, so I just got these former champions and, and like, do you feel any, any sense of beyond the normal pressure being in this tournament, but like, how does, what are your thoughts about being in this bracket that's full of champions and, you know, not to, you know, point out your, your different journey, but right, you are right. someone that's going. Here, here, I'll, stop I'll stop you. People have been saying since day one that I don't have the experience to be in this tournament. I get it. People don't think I deserve it, but I've worked really hard and that just doesn't phase me anymore. It just doesn't. I'm going to go out there and prove what I can do and that I have what it takes to compete inside a ring of honor ring. And I'm going to shut all, like all of those people up, like once and for all. I get it. I do, but I'm tired of hearing it. And like, let me prove what I can do before 
people decide to put like more insecurities in my head, I already know that I'm inexperienced. I already know that whenever I get in there, I'm not going to have the tools, my tool belts that all of these other people do. I know, but I can't let that get to me because if I do, I've already lost. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how you actually, you know, showcase your skills and, and really prove yourself in the tournament here. Now, we're talking very much about the tournament, but maybe to just kind of step back a little bit, this tournament is really kind of the perfect way to bring back women's wrestling into, uh, into Ring of Honor. So maybe in a more yeah. general sense, what does it mean to you to really to have that happen and to be a part of it, to be part of, uh, and also even maybe at the forefront in some ways of this return of women's wrestling to Ring of Honor here in 2021? It feels historic while it's happening, which is something that's really cool because I feel like a lot of time, whenever you're making history, you're just kind of doing what you have to do and going through the motions and not really realizing that you're living history. But in this sense, with the ring of honor women's championship, the first ever, because we were women of honor before, you can tell that history is in the making. And it's like, there's always this buzz in the air it's like electric like everything that you do and everything that everyone else does is important and I think that being able to feel that weight allows us to carry it a lot better we're trying to put our best foot forward here and I think that we've done a really really great job and there have been a lot of criticisms about ring of honors women's division for a really long time. A lot of times, not unwarranted. Sometimes there wasn't one. And it feels incredible to know that like, I can just feel that we're building something strong enough now to stand the test of time. There's been so much thought and effort and love and care that's been put into this. And I think that's going to turn out tenfold. I really do. I think that it's gonna be well-received I think people are going to love it. And it's exciting to have a strong women's division that people actually care about and that there's buzz about in Ring of Honor. I mean, it's already been, I would say, pretty well received. I mean, there's a lot of buzz about it already. We, the tournament has begun. And and uh, yeah, just yesterday, we saw uh, a special like uh, YouTube exclusive match uh, to kind of <laughs> not not kick off the tournament because it would be, but kind of to coincide with that, uh, we had the first round match with Allison Al- 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 Kay and Will, as, as you pointed out earlier, but also a very uh, surprising appearance from Dixie Carter, former president of TNA Wrestling. And of course, the the, the, the natural you know connections there of you know TNA and the knockouts women's vision kind of being maybe ahead of its time for women's wrestling what did it mean yes. to you to kind of to kind of see her uh even even briefly just kind of to to um acknowledge just the tournament and to wish you and the other competitors good luck excellent because it means that all of the right people are paying attention all the people that have successfully done it in the past are paying attention and that's important it means that we're on the right track now you, you mentioned you know building something in Ringavani here with the women's vision and, and how there hadn't really been one in the past like you know maybe just again uh, in a more general sense you know how does it what does that process to you like really mean in terms of what it really looks like in terms of like going from you know not really having a division at all and even to, let's say I'll say a year ago the pandemic of course the, the effect of the plans and, and you know threw everything kind of upside down yeah. but now here we are a year later with this tournament and really trying to build build up this division uh, at a time when women's wrestling is really uh, as you mentioned a minute ago very buzzworthy very exciting and now we're seeing that really unfold in Ring of Honor like how, what does that you know I don't know just maybe elaborate on that a little more 
So I'm going to be very real with you for a second. I think that a lot of the problems with not just the women's division, but the way that people have viewed Ring of Honor for a long time is that Ring of Honor is a stepping stone. Like you go to Ring of Honor to hone your skills and get some buzz, and then you move on somewhere bigger. And we have suffered from that for a really, really long time. But right now we have a roster, men's and women's, who are not here as a stepping stone. We are at Ring of Honor because we love Ring of Honor and we love what we do here. We have so much creative freedom. We have so much fun. It's a very cohesive locker room. No one is using this to get their name out there to move on. And I think what's really exciting about the women's division this go around is that like we're here because we want to be. It's not that none of us have had offers. I haven't had any offers to go anywhere else. It's because we want to be at Ring of Honor and we want to make the most noise where we are and put Ring of Honor back on the map. Because this isn't about moving on somewhere else. This is about taking the company that we love and carrying it on our backs and making it important and prestigious and making everyone realize how incredible Ring of Honor has always been, currently is, and definitely will be in the future. As you were saying that, I couldn't help but think of somebody that we haven't really touched on yet. Chelsea Green, someone that even before she officially arrived in Ring of Honor had made it very clear publicly tweets and just uh, some interviews saying that she wanted to come to Ring of Honor and lo and behold, it's happened, right? She came to Ring of Honor, she made her debut uh, at Best in the World. Uh, unfortunately, she could not compete in the, in the Women's Title Tournament, but for sure, you can imagine she'll be right kind of in, in the thick of things uh, you know, upon the completion of the tournament. So what are your thoughts about Chelsea Green arriving at Ivana and being, um, you know, someone to kind of look out for whether you uh, go, you know, whatever happens in the tournaments, you'll be a part of the women's division. I really appreciate someone that does what they say that they're going to do because that's the kind of person that I am, especially professionally. If I say that I'm going to get something done, then I do it. So her follow through is really impressive to me outside the fact that she's Chelsea Green, which is already impressive to me. Um, it's been incredible for her to be involved. She's a, a wonderful person. I mean, I, I couldn't say better things about her having like finally met her. She's such a joy. And I would really, really love to wrestle her. And that's kind of, kind of the short of it. I'm excited that she's here. I love the fact that she said that she was gonna do it and then she followed through on it. And now I wanna wrestle her. Uh, I sure hope that you get to do so because I think that'd be a very fun match to see. And we've talked, looked ahead a little bit here, even beyond your first and second tournament, uh, the rounds and tournament. But let's say, you know, looking way ahead here, uh, maybe not too, too far, it's only next month. But let's say you get through the tournament and you make it to death before dishonor. What would the, the new, the first champ, the new champion will be crowned? What would that mean to you to, you know, to make it through the tournament and at the very least um, make it to, uh, the, the other side in the very, at the very least to, to get to that championship match uh, at the pay-per-view. That's a very heavy question and it's a very heavy feeling. If I could be the first ring of honor women's champion, like that's history. That's, that's a, that's a lot. And for somebody that is prone to anxiety in the way that I am, it feels like this. Um, but it's also 
very exciting. It makes me a little bit verklempt. I want to cry a little bit when I think about it. But if it's me or if it's anyone else, you have to understand the immense amount of pressure that's going to come with that because it's a lot. I don't know yet with my experience level if I'm prepared for that kind of responsibility. I've only ever been a host and backstage interviewer. And I like to say that I have a tendency to roll with the punches and it would mean absolutely everything to me to represent Ring of Honor in that way. But also the idea is very scary and whoever ends up in that position has a long, long road ahead. It's definitely a lot of pressure and a big responsibility, but, and so, so I do want to talk about another big responsibility, something we haven't really touched on much yet. While you're, you know, getting back in the ring here and really focus uh, in some ways focusing or, you know, returning to this journey of wrestling, you, you are still the host of Ring of Honor week by week. So I guess I've- I, And I, the television I, show. And, and of, course, of course, the television show, show of course. Uh, very much the kind of the, the, the face of that show in many ways beyond, in addition to the, the, the broadcast kit, the commentary team. But I do want to ask kind of, uh, you know, especially now that you're in the tournament, you know, how are you balancing the wrestling and the, the hosting slash uh, your on screen and, and you know, the, the non wrestling aspect of that? I would say less balancing, more juggling <laughs> with the tendency for a ball to drop here and there. Um, I'm just doing the best that I can. It's a lot. It's a lot to be a host and a correspondent and an interviewer and a wrestler and maintain peak mental and physical condition. It's, it's hard, it's a lot, I don't sleep a lot, but it's all absolutely worth it. And I wouldn't change anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the very least, as you said, you know, you are juggling it, you're, you're getting out there, you're wrestling, you're interviewing, you're hosting, and you're doing it all very, very well. Of course, you, even, <laughs> even with your, you know, the, the matches didn't go your way. I think I, I know I was, and I think this was the entire Ring of Honor fan base was very, very impressed with in your matches with Angelina Love and uh, Mandy Lowe. And this weekend, as we were talking about earlier, we will see the rematch of uh, you, Konake, facing Mandy Leon uh, in the first round of the Women's Style Tournament. So, of course, we want you make sure to watch that this weekend. And obviously, we wish you the very, very best. And yeah, fingers crossed the, the match will go your way without that outside interference and you'll be able to move on to the next round. And who even knows beyond that? So, Quinn, we thank you so much for your time today and we wish you the very best. And again, tune into Big Amount of Wrestling this weekend and uh, every week uh, because it is the best hour of wrestling television every single week. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Colin.